Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey out there. We hope you and your family are staying safe and healthy during these times. This is Nolika. And this is Alex. And we're producers at Domino Sound. Firstly, we want to say a huge thank you for all the love and support that you guys have shown The Cheat Code. The Cheat Code is produced by Domino Sound, a POC and woman-owned production company and podcast network creating inclusive, authentic media content. If you or your company are interested in anything from custom podcast production to consulting, Domino is here for you. If you want things done professionally and if you want things done differently, please hit us up. Contact us through our website, www.dominosound.co. That's www.dominosound.co, no M. And thank you guys again. On the last episode of The Cheat Code. I'm divorced now and I am watching my ex move on. And you're single. I made the definitive, deliberate step of telling her, no matter what happens, when this lease is up, we are done. And then fast forward, what we didn't anticipate was... There was no co-parenting. So... You know, this choice was made with that co-parenting idea in mind. And then what happened was no co-parenting. So now all of a sudden I am a single parent. Full time. Full time. And that was crazy. Before we begin the final episode of season one, how are you doing? I suppose you have lots of questions. Please email them to us at cheatcode.pod at gmail.com or IG at the.cheatcode.pod and be on the lookout for Cheat Code Season 1 The Aftermath. Check, check one. Check, check one. Check, check one. Check, check one. I think as the months and years went on, I think they continued to be angry with us. And I think me in particular, and I think the narrative, although unspoken, the narrative became, well, dad wanted this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they resented that. And I was afraid of that. I, I was afraid of that. I was afraid of being charged with the totality of everyone's, the rest of everyone's life, right. you know, like, I was afraid of that, but I own it if that's what it is, because yeah, I did make the ultimate decision. You know, I I own it all and I put it on my back um, because I will tell anybody, I'll tell God, I did what I thought was best and I stand by it. (laughs) 
Hi, welcome to the Cheat Code. This is the story of an affair between one woman and one man told over 10 episodes. Episode 10, Faithful Fuckery. Parents speaking in parables, paradise, what they want from me. Shawty's never saw marriage. So, you know, I remember having the conversation with you after you told the girls and you were devastated. Totally got it. But I don't think we quite planned for, like you, like you said, you to be parenting full time, like even on the weekends, like not having a break. Because what that meant was now, because you are a full time parent, there is no time to see you because you are with your kids 24 7. So whereas before your ex would be home watching the kids or what have you, and I could see you for dinner or creep night, now we don't have that. So we are way backwards from where we once were, and I'm trying not to be frustrated. So what happens is now I'm sneaking over to see you in the middle of the night so I can lay up in the bed with you and get out before they wake up. So this was some crazy espionage nonsense (laughs) where I'm trying to be like, I'm driving over in the middle of the night. We're creeping even more than we crept before because I'm now hiding from children. (laughs) And I'm like, this shit is insane. What am I doing? Like, is it that good? It better be that good. Like, the sex better be real good when I get over there because I'm now hiding from four-year-olds. Sounds so, sound like a Yeah. Hold up. Bitch, I'm cute as hell. I'm so demonic, I'm and I wear it well. Flush my body, I'm a high pussy caramel. Fix my makeup in the I didn't want my kids to, to see their mom and I living together, and then an abrupt end to that. I knew that Andrea and I were forever. I believe that. And so I didn't want the story to be, you know, mom and dad are together. Abrupt end to mom and dad. Now there's Andrea. And now that like from that transition to be like that, I didn't want I didn't want that. And I wanted them. I wanted to give them some time. Yes. To adjust to the new situation before introducing a whole other person in their lives that is in the maternal role that wanted to give them some time to settle and heal and get comfortable and tell me how they felt. And we were going to wait nine months to a year when we thought that you would be in a co-parenting situation. And I was actually fine with that because I was like, you know, they need to get used to living with you, with living with her, blah, blah, blah. But then there was no time. And I think the other piece that was so frustrating for me was now you have your own place. So your friends are coming over. You have like, so we have to sidebar on the women that lived upstairs from Jason when he moved. So it was a party that you weren't invited to. Right. And so there were two women who were not women of color that lived upstairs from Jason who were often involved with men of color. And they have little kids. So the kids are playing and Jason's friends are over. And so it's new people, what have you. And the women have been here for quite a while. And they're friendly and they're nice. But how do I say this without sounding terrible? In general, 
I shouldn't even say in general. That's terrible. But either way, there are there are in my experience. Thank you for helping me. I'm trying to help you out. Relationship boundaries that black people have are not often relationship boundaries that people of other races have. Can Miss Becky please raise her hand, bro? I need some of that good head right now, bro. I need that Becky. I'm on this liquor, oh so heavy. Before we fuck, can you neck me a little head and I am ready? I want your mind. Give me that Becky. Some of the affection, some of the ways people interact, some of the when I come over, you should fall back and you should have been falling back even when I wasn't there is not observed and acknowledged. Mm. So I came over. I had met the women. They knew who I was in your life. But I often felt like when I would come over and the girls wouldn't be there or whatever, I often felt like I was a visitor in your home or coming into a party that was already happening. And one of them in particular didn't often know that her place was not to be here when I'm here. Or like, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Nice to see you. Whatever. Now go. Like, I don't see him often. Why are you here? Why are you pouring wine when I just bought wine in? Like, it was it was insane. And so now I felt like I'm still on the outside of a relationship I'm supposed to be in. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, your ex, because she did not at this point have her own place yet and did not. She wasn't staying close to where you lived. Mm -hmm to help out would come over sometimes to like do their hair or drop mm -hmm. them to school in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, mm -hmm. she has in and out of your apartment in a way that I don't have. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. this is not what I signed up for. So, so there was a lot of, well, I went to work. So I left her in the house to do their hair. So she is now in your apartment without you there and things are <laughs> happening. And I'm like, I don't oh, like she, that. Well, I'm an idiot. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, she was, you were a fucking idiot. And I was so telling you I'm this. an idiot. And I was pissed. Like, I take responsibility for all of that dumb shit. I will, I will own that I was a jackass. These things, and we didn't talk about these things at, at the time. I didn't know that you were feeling this way. No, you didn't. But I, it, these things didn't occur to me uh, because I had all these other things that I'm trying to accomplish in terms of just getting us to a healthy emotional state, us being me and the girls and then us being me and you and unbeknownst to me, I'm not fully managing the situation correctly. Um, and I totally mismanaged the women upstairs. Totally. I own all that. I totally mismanaged my ex. Totally mismanaged that. Um, and I'm an idiot. I had begun to return to the less communicative person with Andrea that I was in other relationships with my thoughts, with my um, emotional issues, with, with a whole bunch of things. It's easier. I think what happens is when you are in the midst of an affair and you have no goals for your relationship and the goal, the only goal of it is to feel good. And so part of that feeling good sometimes is being able to vent about your shit. The deepest, darkest, and the person won't judge you, won't whatever, because that's what we're here for. And every time during even our affair that it would feel relationshipy you would shut down. Mm -hmm. 
and would tell me such would be like, I'm not here for this right now. I think once we got to the relationship piece, two things happened. I think it was now we need to protect each other's feelings in the way husbands and wives and boyfriends and girlfriends who have made those titles a thing do. Um, now, I, now I'm concerned with what you think about this and I don't feel like dealing with this and what have you. And I also think that, how do I, how do I put this? I also think that all of the triggers started becoming real. Like all of the things that happened in our past relationships came rushing at us. So things you would not have noticed that I said before, like wouldn't have triggered you before, now all of a sudden were triggering you and triggering me. So now if you ask me a question, it's like, well, why are you asking me that? Don't you trust me? And part of it, like, so for example, you said you didn't know about my feelings about the the women upstairs. And so they were sister-in-laws that lived together because one of them, unfortunately, the, the husband went away and was locked up and the husband was the other one's brother. Yeah. And they decided to live together for whatever reasons with their kids and raise their kids together. So they lived upstairs or what have you. And I'm feeling all of these ways, but I'm also recognizing, hey, he's just going through ripping his family apart. And I remember what that feels like. So I don't want to put more on you. I don't want to be that complaining chick. Like you're finally free. I don't want to all of a sudden become like the nagging wife. And so trying to protect your feelings and trying honestly not to be undesirable because I mean, we grow up, I grew up, you want to be desired and you want to be picked. And if you're not agreeable and if you're causing, if speaking your truth makes somebody uncomfortable, then you shouldn't speak your truth. And so all of that was happening. Like, I don't want to be a drag right now when he's going through all of this. So let me just, and I told you a little bit, like I tell you like, bruh, don't have her in your house. Bruh, I'm telling you she's going through your shit. Like all of that stuff. So I'd say that. And then I would clam up because a lot of the answer was, well, what do you want me to do right now? Like the girls need to see and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I got all of that, but I was like, but this can be done without her feeling like she has carte blanche access. And oh, by the way, I'm not going to be able to deal with that for long. I was angry at my ex for a long time. Still some of that there. Still some of that there. Um, I blamed her for who she was and I don't I don't know how to put it but I know that it didn't serve anybody well to continue to be angry about something that we've all moved past from and I I lived that anger and that resent for a long time and it 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 presented when my um current home life would get hard from a logistical standpoint. So when I was tired and maybe I'd snap at my kids or maybe I didn't have time to cook dinner. Um, Maybe I didn't have enough bread at the time to, to buy the soccer cleats or some dumb shit that's not that important. I, I would just get angry all over again. I had to fix that. I had to heal from that. I had to also, I had serious trust issues, I developed serious trust issues that I applied to Andrea 
Um, I had trust issues from my experience with my ex, from feeling betrayed and feeling lied to and feeling like I had, I couldn't trust my gut. I don't know if my gut betrayed me. I, I, I still haven't figured that part out. I do know that I thought one thing that ultimately turned out not to be true about fidelity. And then that made me question my judgment. And so I applied that to normal everyday situations that would come up with, with Andrea and I. And I would charge her with things that was unfair. Um, and I had to heal from that. And where's the catch? Where's the catch? There must be, there must be okay. All right, now this may be a little bit heady. So let me elaborate on that a little bit. So, for example, in Jason's past relationship, from what he's told me. He would, you know, see something where he thought his ex was attracted to someone. He would ask about it. She would say that's not true. Double down on the fact it wasn't true. And then found out later on that some of the things were true. So his gut told him one thing. She told him another. And this is normal stuff. She told him another. He would believe her and then was super heartbroken and disappointed when he found out it wasn't true. So I would be in a situation where he would think that I was attracted to someone or looking at someone and insist that that was the truth. And I'm like, nah, bro, he ain't even my type. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at least let me pick the dude. You know what I mean? Like, at least let me say that this dude was attractive or I'm looking at this dude. And I'm like, no, like, I'm telling you. And we would get into a blow up about it. And so that was triggering for me because I'm like, you're telling me I'm dishonest. You're telling me, one, you're telling me what I'm feeling, and two, you're telling me I'm dishonest. And in past relationships, I had had people, and not my ex-husband actually, but other relationships, I had had people gaslighting me about things that I was doing that were normal and making them seem like they were abnormal, I wasn't a good girl because of it, I wasn't a good person, I wasn't wifey material, which is why I want to kill anybody that uses wifey material, because who are you to judge that? And probably never even seen a real marriage or a real wife, but whatever. I think wifey um, but, material is still in the 90s. I don't think it made it past I know, it might not have made it, but century, regardless, but, okay, it just, was... All right, just throw <laughs> I understand. that out there. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm worked I'm up. Just, you know, I'm just saying. But so someone's not believing me was triggering me and someone telling you you weren't seeing what you were seeing was triggering you. And we were just in a cycle of this. And on top of the fact that you are now dealing with the logistics of running a household and I'm trying to be supportive, but I still have my household to run and and we're not seeing each other often because I can't see you when you have the girls and you have the girls full time. When you are just creeping, it's it's so much easier to to not give a shit. Your your situation is based in what feels good and what feels good at the time. And it could end at any time and you don't really it it doesn't really need any protecting. When you get into relationship mode with somebody, your relationship gets based in other important things. And the relationships that I've always seen modeled have been based in protecting those important things, even if it means being dishonest about those things, or maybe not dishonest, but even if it means not being fully transparent about those things. So you protect your, you, you protect your, your mates, your partner's idea of you 
even if it means not showing that person fully who you are. Because what's most important is how that person sees you. And that's fucked and up. And not who you are. But that is how it's been, that was how it was modeled. You protect your, your, you protect your home in that way. You protect your, your relationship in that way. And so I reverted immediately to that right. when we moved from jump offs to life partners. And I had to reverse that. So... At this point, you know, it's interesting because my friends already knew you. You had been around for years. Um, because I had been separated since 2010, at this point, my whole crew knows you. My family doesn't know you. My daughter meets you in 2014. And I didn't speak to my parents about you at all. Um, Understandable. Right. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing is, I worry a lot about what my parents think of me and they can be conservative, what have you, but my parents are dumb real. Mm -hmm. So if I kind of told them the story, my father might be like, eh, you know, how you, how, how you, how you get them is how you lose them. How you lose them. Right. And, but at the same time, my parents have seen so much, nothing shocks and surprises them. And, and you've met, they're super real. They're super like normal, normal. And they're super like, that's life and figure it out. Um, you do know that they're going to be able to hear this, right? Right. Okay. But I'm just, no, because right. okay. they don't know how to work the podcast part of the iPhone and we're good. Copy that. <laughs> so we're good on that. Um, and so on my side, there was a lot more transparency because I also had been gone for so long. Um, on your side, I don't, I know your family didn't know, but I don't know that you had a lot of friends that knew either. I feel like it was a lot more closed on your side in terms of who knew but the boy the boys knew you know the boys knew that were there with me every day and you've got but, a couple of sisters too yes the reason a lot of people on my side didn't know was because i was protecting it because i didn't want it to get fucked up so you also protected your wife which is sure things sure. That, that's what you did and, and, and <laughs> i didn't want to but you know it's it sounds funny right but i didn't want to be out in I never wanted her to be hurt or embarrassed. Like none of this stuff had to do with with her. We had we we had divergent paths ultimately, and that's life. That's and that's all it that's that's all it was for me. I didn't so I wasn't going to I didn't want to ever have to put her in a situation or anybody, even even it's not even just her. You know, I didn't want to ever put it put any of us in a situation that would compromise us or compromise right. who we are. But the thing about friends in my experiences, it's not about supporting my infidelity or not. It's about, yo, what do you need? You need me? This is what I'm here for. We may disagree. I may disagree with you. We may have it out, but at the end of the day, I have your back. And that's what it was. The 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 brothers I'm talking about that were aware of what was going on, we had had intimate conversations about all the things that led up to it. So it wasn't like they were like, yo, son, what are you doing? It was like, oh, okay, this is the person you've talked, you've spoken to me about. I understand what's going on at home. I understand why you're here right now. Whether or not I agree or disagree, that's a separate conversation, separate conversation to what do you need from me right now? Cause I got your back. And so those brothers knew about us and when I moved 
I was unapologetic about it. So it was startling to a lot of people. <clears throat> it really went from when we finally became public public. So after, you know, the first few months and I decided, listen, if, if I have the girls full time, then I have to expedite this process because I need time with Andrea. And I did so. I, we decided from nine to 12 months to about four. four. <laughs> <laughs> This is a different, this is a, a different premise. We, we decided on, my ex and I decided on a course of events that didn't happen. So the rules changed and then I changed the rules. And so now that you and I, you know, now that you've met, after you met the girls, which was my birthday, November of 2014. of 2014. Okay, that's it. Then everybody else can fall in line and I don't give a fuck what the, anybody else thinks really. And so it was startling to people. Interestingly, but what you remember, <laughs> you, you, you remember when we were in Vegas? Oh my God. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. So we're in Vegas. And so <laughs> this person comes to us and she says, um, she wanted to see was selling us something. Timeshare. Timeshare. And it's like, so are you are you married? And I'm like, yeah, just not to each other. And the woman's <laughs> poor face. She was stuck. <laughs> She had no like there Nothing was no script for that. She was she and and I thought it was hysterical. Yeah, he sure did. I remember you you told me, all right, so we have to switch plans because it can't work that we are still sneaking around. And it was like, Well, kids like cake. It's my birthday. I'm gonna bring a cake. And I'm dad's friend and we're gonna have cake. And that's kind of how we met. This is just life. So many things that you worry about, at least me. You, 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 you put in your head about, I've got to make sure that this is taken care of and that and this, and, and you're trying to line up your ducks and all these things. So many things that I was worried about were just, it was wasted energy. Yeah, it was, there's a trauma. We talk about it. It's life. We live through it. Mm -hmm. The girls were fine, ultimately. And today they are fine right now. And it was funny because we met and it went from me coming by occasionally to coming by and it would be late. So I would sleep on the couch mm -hmm. and you know, the girls would go in their room. I would sleep on the couch. Jason would sleep in his room. And I remember one of them coming out after like a month or two of that <laughs> and saying, you know, you can go sleep in daddy's bed. Like he has a big bed. Like, I don't like, why are you out here on the couch? And I was like, um, okay. Weird <laughs> flex, weird but, flex, but okay. thanks. <laughs> like, okay, thank you for the, and they're both like, yeah, like, this is dumb. Like, like, we like sleep you, in daddy's bed, like, go sleep in daddy's bed. You wilding, right? I was now. like, okay, well, I mean, you know, thanks for the invite, maybe <laughs> next time. Um, But it ended up being really seamless because mm -hmm. we didn't make it weird. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't weird. And mm -hmm. it was like, oh, you're going to meet my daughter. I have a daughter. Cool. Let's, let's meet her. Let's play. And it was just very normal. And 
just like that, we kind of became a family. Really, it was it was such a worry. And there was lots of logistic things. And there's lots of back and forth with 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 us. But by the next year, like, OK, so I met them in 2014, spring of 2015. I was going to your brother's med school graduation with the kids and your mom wow. and your sister. And so we just started to tumble into this is no longer an affair. This is a relationship. And from my standpoint, you know, I I own cheating. I own how we got together. I own how we met. I own the choices I make. I can't be, I, I, ref, I don't believe in being judged. Like everybody has a story and I don't believe in anybody shaming me for, for, for the choices or being able to, or being in a position to shame me for the choices that I made. That's between me and my God. advising anybody to take like to do what we're doing it's literally like this is what happened like i am not advising anyone to take this path but this is what happened and so i'm not at this point being apologetic about it yeah hindsight is 2020 we learn we grow we do the therapy we do the things we do the work because what ultimately should happen is we examine how why we made those choices and how we got to where we got in our relationships and here but that's not for anyone else but but you I and am I. advising. I am advising people to f- seek their truth and live it, and be unapologetic about that truth. And I don't mean don't care about consequences. That's not what I mean. But I do mean that too often we are made to feel like our truth because it doesn't fit in some other rubric or some other some other some other person's opinion on how things should go. That there's somehow something wrong with your path or your choices or your truth. And I had to shed that. And that took a while. When you and I started, I didn't know the word triggers. I didn't know, I couldn't identify what triggered me. I didn't know that there was so, I didn't, I, I couldn't have told you I, to, I, that I could identify a trauma because I didn't know I went through any trauma. I didn't know any of my childhood shit that manifested in my relationship. I didn't know how much I was seeking validation. I didn't know how much I married someone who reminded me of both my father and my mother. I didn't know that, you know, I didn't like myself or trust myself or treat myself kindly. And so therefore I could let somebody else's opinion of of anything define me so much. Like there's so much about me that I didn't know that I needed to work through. And, and and in the context of in the moment and affair, it's hard to tell somebody to do all those things when in the moment I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to have the sex or not. But it's literally like, one, there is nothing like getting caught. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, oh my God, the relief to not have to lie anymore. And the stress of lying and all of that shit is, it's just so hard. The reality is, is everything's going to end up being old crackers. Like it, it is like this is this is Eddie Murphy said it. This is 
you know, Ritz right now is saltines tomorrow. Like none of this is going to solve your issue. And if anything, it's going to add drama. You've got to figure out who it is that you really are and then be honest with that person. That's not easy, especially if you have not done that self analysis or self-evaluation before you've made certain commitments and not just like a relationship commitment, but then you talk about you got kids, you've got a mortgage, you know, you've got family invested in your, in your situation. Um, figuring out what it is, who it is that you are, and then applying that is probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And that leads you different places. Sometimes it leads you to an affair. Sometimes it leads you to a breakup. Sometimes it, it it's different for everybody. I was talking to someone about the fact that you have to be okay that you're the villain in someone else's story. And there's a, another side to this whole story. What they want for me, Shawty's never saw marital. Vowing that it'll come for me, comfort me with the holy book. Probably closer to falling one. Lucifer on my loosely. No, I ain't the only one. Preachers say I'm a Jezebel, thinking he might be right. Be having hell of thoughts. Rather you spend the night shooting for the climax, cause it feels like heaven's gates. So at least I'm seeing holy if I'm gambling with fate. Buddha says life is suffering and humans need some rest. Enjoying every pleasure, anticipating the stress Every test, every yet not Spirit demands we fret not Joy comes when the day breaks So deny desire we best not Parents speaking in parables Only thing they agree on Papa be pastor lately I wonder which book to read from Revelations are favorite Proverbs keeping me even Genesis my obsession Even days I don't believe it Every song is a season My Solomon promise prompted an energy Push and pull but my treason it ain't an option Stray away from the topic Politics open book When I talk about God I get the skeptical looks I believe in eternity life after it ends Everlasting aside my soul is golden within I'm just trying to live the best life I can on earth Mama told me ain't no faith without works so we work, so we work, so we work, so we work, so we work. A saw went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell on the path and was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered for lack of moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. Some fell into good soil, and when it grew, it produced a hundredfold. Find where you can bloom, baby. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die, and if I die, I pray the Lord. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.